Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, July the 22nd in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year C, proper week 12, and the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Friday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary and this week in the church's calendar year. As we find ourselves back in the gospel of Luke, just a little over halfway, we're getting close to the halfway point of Luke. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive our sins, so we may also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of God for us. So I remember doing a paper years ago in seminary over the Gospel of Luke, and I remember a scholar saying that whenever there is prayer in Luke or a teaching about prayer in Luke, you got to take notice because something significant is going to happen. So we know Luke chapter 11, this is what we call the Lord's Prayer, or maybe it's better called the Disciples' Prayer because the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him specifically, what do you want us to pray? A scopic knight who's a New Testament scholar, he says that um, whenever Jesus says pray this, it's not like pray this in general, but uh, the, the verb there might actually infer to recite this. And so for those of us in the church who are comfortable with reciting a scripted prayer, like this is heartwarming to us. For those of us who are a little loosey-goosey and they like to free will and do um, extemporaneous prayers, uh, just give us, you know, give us one on this one, all right? So Jesus says, whenever you get together and pray, I want you to pray these words. This would have been common for a Jewish uh, male like Jesus. They prayed different prayers like the Shema from Deuteronomy chapter 6. They also prayed uh, a prayer called the Amidah, which covered an array of topics and issues. And so from very, very early age, as learners of a religion, they would have these rituals, a ritual of prayer. 
But Luke attaches some of these micro parables onto this uh, Lord's Prayer teaching. Um, this is something that's unique to Luke. One of the things that's unique to him is the ask, seeking, and knocking that he has in verses 9 through 10. If you look closely in Matthew's gospel, it's in Matthew chapter 7, and it has more to deal with how to like interact with people that we might be at odds with or we need to reconcile a broken relationship with. And so Matthew uses this as not like so much a fervency in prayer as much as waiting for an appropriate opportunity when cool heads prevail to talk about difficult issues, contentious issues with people. But Luke puts it here in the context of praying earnestly. And this is one of the themes of Luke. We can go to Luke 18, where Jesus teaches on prayer again, about the pair, the parable of the persistent widow who goes to the judge again and again and basically wears him down until she gets her justice and her request. This is a complicated picture of the parables about prayer from Jesus in Luke chapter 11. On the one hand, it gives us a parable about someone who needs some hospitality accommodations for a friend who's popped in town. And so he goes to his friend and he asks if... Um, his friend can give him some bread so that he can provide for his other friends. The punchline is not on the basis of their friendship, the fact that they're friends, but on the basis of persisting with this audacity in the middle of the night. Will the friend get up out of bed, get the bread, give it to you, rewash his feet so he can return back to his bed after he settles down the rest of his household? So on the one hand, Jesus says, prayer is answered because of our audacity or of our fervency. But then he closes at the end in verses 11 through 13, and he tends to use the theme of relationship. He says, you who are fathers, even though you're evil, uh, and he doesn't mean to be self-deprecating here. He's just saying, in contrast to the beauty and the goodness of God, we just don't seem to match up. Okay, so just calm down. Um, Jesus says, like you, like when your kids ask you for something, like you give them uh, good things. You don't give them terrible things, like a scorpion when they ask for food, right? Um, he says in the same way, like if you give good things to your kids on the basis of your relationship and the, what is the, the natural shape of a loving father, imagine like your father in heaven, this loving father, that if you ask him for good things, he won't like you t- give you terrible things on the back end. No, he'll give you good things too. And so it seems like on the one hand, like Jesus, the first parable is about like not on the basis of relationship, but on the basis of fervency will your prayers be answered. But then like the last parable, it's on the basis of relationship that good things are given to us by our good father in heaven. So maybe we can just put this all together and say prayer is a great mystery. And somehow in the midst of praying our recited prayers, praying with the audacity of making our big, bold requests to God again and again, and somehow on the basis of our established relationship with God, prayer happens, and prayer works, and prayer does things in our life, and prayer does things in the world around us. So I just want us to take these different themes, praying a scripted prayer, praying something with fervency, praying something with the you know, the comfort of relationship. Pick one of those themes today as you allow your soul to rise up to meet God and experiment with it. Maybe try to find a prayer of provision because you, you're praying for a financial provision in your life or a prayer for healing provision in your life. Well, scour the internet. Look for a ancient Christian prayer on healing and pray it. And maybe print it off and pray it throughout the day. We'll see what happens. Or maybe you want to pray longer or more frequently about an issue. Choose option two, praying with audacity. And then maybe you'll pray option three of just 
letting your words be few, just like a couple that's been married a long time and they don't need to overly explain themselves. They don't have to preface with disclaimers, their communication. They just say a few words and it's understood. It's understood on the basis of their long relationship. Maybe praying to God today looks like making words few and just trusting in the the silence and the closeness that we experience as we commune with God as our souls rise to meet Him. So pick one of these options today, and as you make your prayer request to God, may that be the thing that shapes your prayers today. So without further ado, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we allow our souls to rise to meet you today. We thank you for the invitation to prayer that in your benevolence and mercy, you created those outside of you that you could commune with us. And so we thank you that you've drawn us into your family. You allow us, even though we're lesser than you, even though we're finite and you're infinite, to be able to come into your presence and to raise our voices and our hearts and minds to you. And so God, for some of us, what that looks like today is to retrieve a prayer from uh, some Christian from the, from ages past who allow their souls to rise to meet you and they had words that they felt inspired by and so god we retrieve it and we pray it with a heartfelt thanks not just out of obligation but we find life within it and so i pray that you'd hear our prayer now for some of us we're gonna bang on the door of heaven again and again we're gonna knock until something happens and so god i pray that you would hear us and through our audacious request i pray that you would move on our behalf God, for some of us today, we're going to just trust our relationship with you, that we don't have to say the the request again and again, but we know that you know, and therefore we're going to let our words be few, and we're going to spend our time in, in instead uh, communing in silence, and I pray that you would draw near to us there. All that to say, God, we draw near to you. We pray that you draw near to us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>